Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello, everyone. This is Umar Hamid, your host, and welcome to the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategies, and advice on how to make you better, stronger, faster. Get ready for another episode. Today, I have the privilege of having Amy Kushner, the Director of Business Development for Berkshire Hathaway Home Sale in Maryland. Amy, welcome to the program. Hi. Thanks for having me. Amy, we met, uh, how many years ago now? 13 years. 13 years. Almost 14, yeah. Almost 14. So right now, you are at Berkshire Hathaway, and what you're looking to do is to get that team to perform on a much higher level. Tell me what kind of challenge that is. It's an interesting challenge. So have you ever heard the story of the, the, the shoe salesman who arrives at the island? No, tell me. Okay, so a shoe salesman is hired by a company to go to an island. He gets out there and he sends a telegram back to the headquarters and says, get me out of here on the next flight. There's nobody here wearing shoes. I have no opportunity. Right, that's brilliant. They send, they send him back and they bring in his replacement and the replacement you know, lands on the island and walks around and sees no one's wearing shoes and he sends a telegram back to the parent company and says, send two shipment of shoes. There's nobody here wearing shoes. There's so much opportunity. Brilliant. So it's uh, your mindset, how you see things yes. is really important. Yes. So I, I arrived in the company. I was presented with the opportunity um, to help them execute and help them get from where they are now to where they're going. Their vision where they want to be. Where they want to be, right? Which is very similar to how we are in our businesses and how we are personally. Um, and they know very clearly where they're going. They were Well, they knew where they wanted to go. They needed some help getting clarity on that. Um, and they knew what their resources were now. So my job and, and why they engaged my help was to gather the resources to help them get from where they are to where they're going. Brilliant. So you were a realtor before you started doing this, right? Yes. So tell me about your first deal. My first deal was um, an investor. It was a property, I believe it was like in Glen Burnie, um, small house, kind of a complicated transaction. I right. fumbled my way through had a great, had developed a great relationship with the agent on the other side, and we're actually still friends today. Brilliant. What do you like about the real estate biz? I enjoy the people. I enjoy that everyone who comes to this industry has a servant's heart in some way, shape, or form. We're here as a catalyst to to help the buyer or seller and help them you know, get where they're going. Um, and we're here to provide service and to be someone that they can trust. So I, I enjoy that part. And then on the business side of it, I enjoy that there's unlimited growth potential, unlimited personal growth and unlimited income growth. As you think about real estate in general, in any uh, real estate organization, you have three groups of realtors. You have the A players that are wildly successful. You've got the B players that do a good job and never you know, achieve stardom. Mm -hmm. Then you've got the C's and D's and E's and F's and all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. How do you see that? How do you coach people that are A's, that are at the top of their game? Mm -hmm. uh, what do you do to get them to see the next plateau? To see the next plateau. So the people who are top of their game are typically the ones who are self-aware and see what's in their way and then look for resources to get out of their way or to get those challenges or obstacles out of their way. And so like the A players are the ones that 
that see that it's there and get resources and, and work to overcome it quickly. So could you give me an example of a specific person changed their name to protect their uh, mm-hmm. reputation, someone that is an A player that actually had a blind spot. They mm-hmm. wanted to get better and maybe they weren't seeing what they needed to see. And how did you help them? It's hard to see one's own blind spots, so rather than talk about a client, I'll I'll talk about myself and my experience. Sure, that'd be actually uh, really useful. Okay, great. Um, And this one, I couldn't see my blind spot for a while. The the pain and the anguish actually went on for about a year. Uh, There was something that I, my coach kept encouraging me to do, a reach out method, or I'm sorry, an outreach method. I heard them and I listened and I kept thinking like, oh, I'll do it this way. I would rather do it this way. I'd rather you know, approach it another way right. than what they were suggesting. And then at the end of the year, I still hadn't gotten to where I wanted and, and needed to be financially. And the coach had a tough conversation with me and said, what you've done is actually work 10 times harder by avoiding the thing that you needed to just do. And had you done it and faced it and you know felt the fear and did it anyway, you would be far past where your goals were. And when I realized that by trying to avoid the pain, I was creating more pain for myself, And then what I really needed to do and what we did together um, was chart out the course of how to conquer that fear and what resources I needed. And once I did that, I actually enjoyed the process. I was watching this uh, TV show. I don't even remember what it was, but there was this one line in it that was so amazing. It was this kid who was like maybe 10 or 11 years old, and he was explaining to a friend, you know, if uh, I see a pretty girl over there, every instinct inside me wants me to run the opposite direction and I actually trick myself into running towards her Mm -hmm. and when I get there it's okay yeah so it's a human nature to you know when something's uncomfortable something seems dangerous that we Mm -hmm. want to shy away Mm -hmm. uh, where people that are courageous actually go towards it and when you get there you realize that there's nothing there yeah it, it really was on the other side of that fear on the other side of that challenge and that obstacle was everything that I wanted and so I learned from that experience and, and from that coaching relationship, one, that it's important to have the right coach who knows knows the conversation to have with you and will, will go to the places that you hide. And then also that whenever I feel that way, um, and this is something that I work with my agents to do also, whenever you feel that way and you feel that fear, first being aware and acknowledging it and then realize that the gap in the the space between having the fear and and not taking action is not having the right resources. So when you feel the fear, the trigger then is what resources do I need to be able to conquer this? Brilliant. And if you can't figure that out, you can A, ask Amy, or B, say, what would Amy say? (laughs) And you know what's interesting is when they ask that question, an answer pops up right away. That's probably going to be close to what you would have said anyway. Yep. And uh, so that's what, you know, the gurus say the answers are within, and we say bullshit, but the reality is it's, it's true. there. It's true, and I think, so you have the answer. Each person has their the answer to their own questions. They may not know where to get the resources to overcome it or the resources to get the skills to develop the strength to conquer the mountains, but they know the answers. We all do, and it's in trusting yourself and in trusting the right coach to help you, to help you get there. So you've worked with many teams. Mm-hmm. What do you think the frustration is? Those B players that are on the team that know how to do real estate mm-hmm. are making a living at it, mm-hmm. but aren't quite doing what they need to do to kind of make uh, an amazing living at it. Mm-hmm. So why do you think, you know, people have been doing real estate for a while. What do you think that missing link is that we can't get these people that know the mechanics of real estate to actually 
leave their fears behind and, and go to the next level. You said it. It's the willingness to leave their fears behind. I think the thing that's missing, the thing that they, my belief is for the B players, what's missing there is for the B players that are stuck and have the potential and the knowledge, what's missing in getting them past that and, and overcoming that challenge is a, is a fire in the belly. Right. It's the, the pain of where they are. It, if their pain of where they are is not greater than the fear that's stopping them, overcome they're it. not going to overcome. For the ones that have a more compelling why or have a fire in the belly or have some sort of sense of urgency where not taking action is not an option, right? where their only option is to take action, they're going to sit behind the fear and be stuck. Amy, one of the things I find that uh, limits people is their expertise. And what I mean by that is this is that let's say building a real estate company from the ground up, mm-hmm. if you've got all this expertise in, in, in what you've done, what you're predisposed to do is do the same thing you've did in all the other mm-hmm. opportunities, in which case you can get similar results. Mm-hmm. So one of the things to do is to say, okay, if I was leaving everything that I know behind and mm-hmm. designing a real estate company from the ground up, mm-hmm. that it would give you the permission to think outside of the norm Mm -hmm. and actually build something significant that's relevant to the population. Mm -hmm. If there were five things, and I know I'm putting you on the spot, (laughs) what would be the five things that you would do differently to create a brokerage from the ground up? Got to think about that for a quick second. One thing that you said in there, one word that really triggered something is significant. Yes. It, there, it has to be of significance, of significance to you and also of significance to your client and the community. So the client in that case, if you're opening a brokerage, is the agent. Yes. And that's, that's necessary. When your client is not your agent, um, then you're missing out on creating value everywhere. When you're creating value to the agent, you're also creating value to the community. So the first thing I would say in line with that is having significance and creating value is know why you're doing this. And if your reason for doing it is, you know, just to collect a paycheck or just to make things more simple for you or to not have to follow somebody else's rules, then get out of the game. What's interesting is this, is that every single human being on earth has a purpose, like why they're here. Most people don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. If you don't know what it is, then it's hard to know you're actually getting it because it's at an unconscious level. Mm -hmm. And your number one step of really figuring that out, make sure you build something that actually feeds your soul every day. So even if you have the most horrible day on the planet, you go home and you tell your family, what an amazing day, because you got to do what you love to do. do. So what's number two? To go pause for one quick second. Oh yeah, for sure. So that's something that you helped me to uncomp. Hold on. Listeners, that didn't mean you pause. <laughs> it means me pause. It means you Go pause. On. Yeah. So I, I want to, yeah, pause that conversation on, on number two for a quick second. That's something that you helped me to get in touch with and that has transformed my life and the ripple effect, the, the lives of the people around me. Um, that's something that you, you mentioned to me one time that, you know, the race to the destination is not the win. The win is in getting there. The win, and I realize this now for myself, is in enjoying the process. And I heard, you know, like, yeah. enjoy the journey. You helped me to, I was faced with one of the greatest challenges I've, I've been faced with yet in my career. And I don't even know Algebra? how long. <laughs> Actually, I'm good at math. Um, and that was you know, something that nobody else had done in the past. And, and we worked on the skills and the resources and removing the blocks and the mindset and the limiting fears. We did all of that. 
but first and foremost, you helped me get connected to what was important to me about conquering that challenge. And when I got to the end, I won. I, I, you know, broke the record that nobody else had done, and I did it in a shorter amount of time than anyone had considered even possible. The win for me wasn't the recognition at the end. It was that I truly enjoyed the process day in and day out of climbing that mountain and fighting to get there. And that was because you helped me get connected to what was important to me about doing it. And I think that's why those, you know, enjoy the journey f- mm-hmm. seems hollow to a lot of people is because they're on the wrong path. Yep. And if you're on the wrong path, it's harder to enjoy the journey. But once you figure out your purpose, you go on the right path. And mm-hmm. then by default, you enjoy and savor that journey. Yeah. Yeah. I found to me the difference that it made is that at the end of the day, like there's to me, I see two, I see it two different ways. So without that, I feel like at the end of the day, without that connection to, to understanding my passion and where my passion connects to what I'm doing, it's bigger than just a why. Yes. It's really like my life force. So when I'm connected to that at the end of the day, I will you know, get home, be exhausted, and acknowledge to myself, like, okay, like I, I pushed, I climbed, I, I moved that mountain today, I'm exhausted, I'm depleted, I'm gonna you know, go to sleep and in the morning be ready to conquer again versus before I was connected to the, my own passion and understood why it was important to me, I'd get home and say, like, I have nothing left. Don't right. talk to me. I have no words. I've used my word quota for the day. I'm going to bed and hope that this, you know, I have longer until the sun rises than it feels. Brilliant. So number two, what's number two? Number two. So know what space you fit into there you know we have competition so if you're building a brokerage know your space know your space know your why know your passion know what it is you're going to contribute to other people um and then also know what space you fit in we have competition it's not about eclipsing the competition in their space or doing what they do better it's about doing what you do well and then doing it and knowing you know why that's important to you. And that's useful in two ways. Number one, it uh, keeps you in the lane. Mm-hmm. And number two, it gives you something to strive for. Is like, how can we be, be better at that? Mm-hmm. How can we be more relevant? In which case, it focuses the company as well. It does. And, it, and there's, there's plenty of room for everybody. The idea is to have your, work your area of specialty and then be the specialist and be Brilliant. the expert at it. So number three. Number three, I would say um, when you're, anytime you're working with a group of people, you have a culture. Know what culture you want to create and know what's important to you about that. Before you start, define that culture that you want. Absolutely, absolutely, because you're going to attract talent. You're going to attract people who connect to that culture and who identify with it or want a piece of it. So for me, I can share the important thing for me, and I I spend a lot of time on the recruiting side of building. And I love that. I'm very passionate about it. Um, to me, it's playing matchmaker. I had the opportunity of making a career change after 18 years in my finance career um, and didn't even know the opportunity was available. It was somebody, it literally fell in my lap. And out of a wanting to pay it forward, I feel like it's important for other people to know the opportunity is out there. So in, that's my motivation in 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 that space. And for me, I'm passionate about creating an environment and a culture where people are inspired to be their best, where when they show up, they know they're going to bring their A game because they want to, and they thrive off of that energy. If you don't know what your culture is, then what are you, what are you attracting? Who are you attracting? And what are you attracting to? And worse than that, sometimes people adopt a culture 
oh, we should be, mm-hmm. and they, this is what people are doing, and that isn't authentically who you are. Right. And what you need to do is define what would make you shine, mm-hmm. and then you attract a team that actually aligns with it. So yeah. different skills, and you want people to have different ideas, so there mm-hmm. is some conflict, because mm-hmm. you get the best ideas coming up, mm-hmm. but you want people that really appreciate that culture, because in most cultures, you can't have disagreement. It's seen as, you know, you're attacking me and mm-hmm. you want a culture that goes, yeah, let's have some debate and right. figure out what we need to do right. so it makes us all better. Absolutely. What's number four? Number four, I would say four and five are connected. Mm-hmm. So four, I would make the tools to support the agent's personal growth. Yes. And five, I would say, are the tools to support their business growth. Define personal tools and then we'll mm-hmm. define business tools that would sure. be highly effective. Absolutely. I want to be specific to say that the personal growth is first. So you're, you are the lid to your business, your personal growth, mm-hmm. your, your mindset, your beliefs, your limiting beliefs, your, you know, like all of the, the things, your fears, your, um, whether you are aware and willing to lean in and, and run at it and challenge it or whether you're going to hold back. Um, so knowing that you are the limit and the lid to your business, um, that's where I would, I would put the personal growth first. Talk to me about the business tools. What tools would you have for your agents that would allow them to be more effective? The business tools or the personal growth tools? Business tools. Okay, so um, once we'd conquered mindset and limiting factors, yes. all of that. Okay, uh, so the business tools, skills, knowing there's you know five parts of real estate, lead generating, follow-up, writing offers, attending appointments. I did it in the wrong order. Um, Which is fine, Okay, as long as they're all there. <laughs> I would go back. So the business skills, I would say making sure that whatever is in the, the 20% of the agent's day, so yes. anything that the 20% of our actions fuel 80% of our business, right? Right. So whatever is on the list of the, you know, the top 20% of what an agent needs to be doing, um, any skills to develop and increase their conversion in those activities. So lead generating, lead follow-up, attending appointments, I'm sorry, scheduling appointments, attending appointments, writing offers, and then script practice and role play, knowing knowing how to help your clients get so out So they of know their, their craft own. really well. Absolutely. Before we part company, mm-hmm. in your current position, how do you ensure that, that you get the growth you need? It's a really good question. It is imperative for me to have people around me who will um, hold me accountable to facing my fears, um, expanding my my thoughts, um, increasing my awareness, um, because my job as a leader in this organization is to open doors and create opportunities that you know the agents aren't able to do themselves. So I have three or four coaches, nice. um, and accountability with all of them in different aspects of both my professional and personal career um, to make sure that I'm doing that at all times. Brilliant, Amy. Thanks so much for sitting down with me. Thanks for having me. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming, and that is the fastest way to get better results. 